Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yoy! I'm not going to worry about your level of concern. Yoy and double yoy! We talking about Twitter. Ripple yoy. Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Quad ripple yoy. Oh my God! They killed Kitty! You bastard! It's my quarterback. We mock ourselves. Hope springs eternal once again in the hearts of Steeler Nation. Uh, not since, not since, uh, not since draft day has uh, has a fan base been more uh, had been more to be hopeful about, and unfortunately, it's just nothing that's going to happen in this season. Mm-hmm. Bring on the April showers in November. Yeah. I uh, can't wait for uh, draft day. Draft day is the uh, is is what we have to be excited about. I guess this is uh, what Jin's talking about. The conversation about the Steelers' social media conversation. I'm Kyle Kreis. Here with me is Greg Benevent. Hello. A lot of people they're hopeful and excited for something in April. Mm-hmm. Late April too. Uh and uh just is never never you know never been here in november i don't know you know i know some people are the are the draft watchers all year long um but here we are uh you know first days of november spooky season is over draft season is here welcome to november if you thought christmas came early draft season is here Draft season is much spookier than the other spooky season. It, uh, as we learned in the past year, I mean, how many times last year did you and I talk privately off the air about, thank God they're winning so that we don't have to think about college football offensive linemen before Thanksgiving, and yet here we are. Not it. Not me. Not it. I don't know. Uh, do they even have? They don't even have names. Uh, I'm, I still play the old unlicensed NCAA games. Nameless they're, gray faces. Yeah. <laughs> But nonetheless, 
we must prevail prevail endure prepare uh, but yeah it uh, prevail would be good prevailing would be a step uh, up let's get to the tweets We'll start with at NFL Dov Kleeman. Dov Kleeman. The Packers offered the Steelers a second round pick for Steelers wide receiver Chase Claypool before he was traded to the Bears. According to Tom Silverstein, Pittsburgh believed that the Bears second round pick will be higher. So they went with that. Yes. Playing chess while everyone else is playing playoff football we're playing draft chess well i'm not sure the packers and bears are playing playoff football but uh i've seen both of them play and that's uh whatever's occurring there is not playoff football unless something changes dramatically but yes a bunch of other teams are playing playoff football such as the ravens who also did a deal with the bears recently yeah certainly certainly not the Steelers. yeah okay maybe the bears might you know well who knows? I guess those guys are, are buyers, so they're playing to, you know, we're, we're sellers, so we're playing for... They're one game ahead of the Steelers, so both of them are 3-5, and five, and the Vikings are, what, 6-1? and one? It, uh, That is... Uh, but see, that's as annoying as this is. I mean, oh my God, I, I, I think making this trade today means a possibility we're not here for a year from now, and not in the same place a year from now. I can't say the same about the Packers and Bears. Yeah, 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 right? If you thought being a Steeler fan was bad, you could be a Packers fan. Or a Bears fan. I'm a, I've been I'm on the Justin Fields uh Oh, the I'll, kid's got I'll, talent. Yeah. There's no doubt. I would have bought I would have bought his jersey if I didn't already buy my Chase jersey. <laughs> oh, that's right. <clears throat> um, can I can I get the tweet sound back? Ah, <whistles> oh, thank you. At <laughs> A Saunders PGH, Alan Saunders from WPXI. Trading Chase Claypool certainly made the Steelers worse for the rest of 2022, probably 2023, too. A rare trade solely for the future is a sign that the team sees a vast talent disparity and not enough resources to solve it in one offseason. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm maybe for the first half of this tweet, I might be on board. Like, there's certainly no upside in the now, right? To, to of getting rid of uh, of Chase. You know? I agree with that part. Where I where I disagree is the probably 2023 too. I I for what Chase, I mean, I, and Chase does have all the talent in the world, and what an amazing you know pandemic rookie season he had. But man, uh, for the production he had. In the last year and a half, I feel like you can find somebody to do that in 2023. Unless there's something I really don't know, I do think that re- that production can be replaced. You think uh, a sim, someone on the roster like a Sims or Boykin, might be able to do what uh, Chase has not been able to do so far? I, I forgot that I forgot Anthony Miller was on this team at one point before he got hurt. I mean, it's I can believe between Sims and Boykin they can do that, and also I uh, allegedly they're going to have money after this season too, right? I mean, it's you know uh, 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 how many times I think just even this year have we come on here and read tweets about people yelling about Claypool not out jumping a dude or letting a dude jump up his back or something or other and it's and i i mean this could be overly optimistic which is not a problem we're going to encounter a whole lot throughout the rest of this episode but i do believe that they can find a way to replace claypool's production next year yeah you know we're not gonna you know we're not gonna have to worry about 50 50 balls anymore because we know you know he was the only one we threw 50 50 balls to right? <laughs> right everyone else is open uh no no one well uh 
Pickens is tall. I say no more tall targets, but he's not a short guy. Well, right? for, neither is Fryermouth. I mean, it's, he's not a short guy either. It, uh, and I also wonder if, you know, obviously height's always an advantage, but it just seems like when Roethlisberger was there, it was almost fetishized. Like it would be like how they talk about how much Ben wanted tall receivers, just tall receivers. You'd hear the word tall so many times, and they'd bring in so many dudes that were just tall and nothing else. But uh, I don't know if it's going to be that way under the uh, Pickett administration. Yeah, um, let's move on to, where is it? At Pittsburgh Sport, Steelers takeaways. So now the Steelers will have to use a high pick, likely a second or third, third rounder, to replace Claypool. They are only two deep at wide receiver. In the meantime, Pickett now has an even less dynamic group on offense to work with. This just makes it harder on him. Make this make sense to me. Uh, I, I, you know, there's a point that we're going to, looks like you're going to have to be dipping into wide receiver in the draft pool. It's uh, we, did we just dump a receiver to, to draft one in the same position? I mean, maybe, but I, I don't see that they have to take a receiver that high next year. I mean, it's, if you're, you know, I, I mean, you could, but that also means that you have one that more extra pick to actually replace somebody on the defensive or offensive line, actually draft somebody above the third round, maybe even draft somebody to play a position on the offensive line that they played in college oh okay that's novel um so you, you i mean we'll have deontay who is uh, under contract he got the bag mm-hmm. rookie uh george pickens who won't be a rookie next year and then after that it's a uh it's, it's, a, a, it's, it's a smorgasbord a, it's, it's uh it is uh, uh next man up i mean i wouldn't be surprised if they draft another wide receiver but i, I i'd be surprised if it was going to be one again that high i mean maybe but I don't know. I I, I I don't see this. I, if you every single year, do you have to take a receiver in the second round? I mean, it's if you look in the last so many years, it seems like that's all that's been happening is one second second or third round receiver after another. Like, well, if you don't want to pay, you know, AJ Brown or uh, you know anyone on the Miami dolphins kind of payroll you know for these for these free agents yeah but it uh, it is something watching those guys jump over people for touchdowns though but you're right and um i I guess i just it's hard for me to look at the problems this team has and thinks you know what's going to fix this another wide receiver a tall wide receiver you know uh it's good to see the big boy. Big boy, right? <laughs> Always. That, that wasn't Ben. I thought that was a Ben quote. No, that was Tomlin. Oh. Um, how mm-hmm. about? Because uh, that wasn't uh, that wasn't the only trade. Mm-hmm. No, wait. There is one more thing on this trade. Let's just great great radio at <laughs> Josina Anderson. Josina Anderson is from CBS. Added background from what I'm hearing and been hearing over the last week, the Steelers moved on from what they felt was somewhat of a distraction behind the scenes. I'm told the Claypool move has been on the table for at least two weeks per league source. Claypool is a distraction behind now. Now coming to his defense, uh, surprisingly, like like uh, Mike Tyson switching from DX to Stone Cold, uh, <laughs> the fan actually said that this was complete BS. But CBS seems to think that. Uh, Chase was a distraction behind the scenes. I, 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 too, am going to make a similar Tyson-like switch and agree with the fan on this one. I also think that's nonsense. I think it's 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 a little too convenient to be like, after you traded the guy, you know he was a distraction. That seems a little simplistic. Also, in the uh, 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 Joycena Anderson's uh, tweet, those two sentences um, don't have to be related to each other. 
that he's been a distraction and that this has been talked about for two weeks. Yeah, this could. Yeah, that's true. This could be. Uh, this could be have been in the works for eight weeks or ten well, weeks. Well, no, Who it knows? could be in the in the works for two weeks where the Packers are like, "We'll give you a third round pick," and Omar said, laughed and put the phone down. But like, it. I, I I do believe this distraction thing was made up later or something that's like you know after you traded him, you're like, yeah, you know, he was kind of mouthy that day in the meeting. Maybe he was a distraction after all. I find it very hard to believe that after you know two and a half years of defending this guy even after what's the one thing we talked about the most on here that drive against the vikings with the the first down thing when he signed that during the uh last frantic last minute drive that all of a sudden now he'd be a distraction he became a distraction as soon as the bears are like we will give you our very high second round pick <laughs> yeah then suddenly he was a distraction yeah that's a joke to me yeah i agree this is a joke like like you know if you thought ab was a distraction or if you thought juju doing milk crate was a distraction like chase hasn't done anything on that level no and even then those are two entirely separate levels ab willing to antagonize anyone that comes within 20 feet of him and juju having fun in the park with some kids i mean those are two oh, opposite yeah. rungs on the, and i know that's what you meant i didn't mean to imply that you did no i'm I mean, not like, trying to put those as unequal no. terms at oh all. i know you aren't. yeah but I, and, but even so i think claypool like enjoying going to southern california in his free time is uh you know the, the exact opposite of a distraction that was the biggest distraction that winding up in the van eyes routes uh <laughs> of all places while the rookies were uh, you know at minicamp or whatever um so that maybe you know maybe i was the jinx maybe i'm the claypool jinx i thought it was the christ the bump but it's uh i was the i was the jinx maybe this whole season is my fault mm-hmm. um okay anything else oh that's right there was another trade that wasn't mm-hmm. the only trade we were we're busy tra- hey you know can't say hey can't say you're not the 2023 champ in November. No few teams can say that like us. <laughs> Let's go to at the Chris Mack. Chris Mack from the so-called fan. Of the 110 cornerbacks rated by PFF this season, William Jackson III is rated 94th. That, however, is good enough to be rated higher than both Levi Wallace and Akella Witherspoon. So he's at, got that going for him, which is nice. So... Uh, some people were like, "Oh, we got the guy that we wanted for five years now. We finally got him because no one else wanted him. Well, I mean, it's it, no one else wanted him after the commander signed with what that $40 million contract. It, um, I, I, I mean, the Steelers, for good or for ill, always trust their draft rankings. They always trust their draft ratings. I mean, it's so they had a high rating on this guy way back when they still trust in that. They believe in that they've played against him. I mean, it's getting him for nothing, which is the equivalent of, I believe the 2025 sixth round pick that also got them the seventh of the commanders. That was the trade. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Not 2023, not 2024, 2025. Like Oladokun Jr. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. I think his nephew is going to be out as a kicker at that point. It, um, so I, I, it's worth finding out. I mean, it's, and it's also like, it, it, again, it, it's uh, I'm sh- as much I can't trust PFF writings, good or bad. But I mean, the fact that you know, when I looked at the injury report before the game going against the Eagles, and I saw Joshua Jackson was out, and I remember thinking, who on earth backs up Joshua Jackson? That's worth trading the sixth round pick from four years from now. That's a yeah, that's a good that's a good point in terms of depth. We need it. Um, just anybody. Here's a guy that's played corner. Like it that I mean it you know it's yeah. as I tried telling you the other day and I'm not sure I articulated it well. Imagine if they were a contender and they'd had this many injuries. We'd be going nuts. I mean this would be these are the kind of injuries that would derail a good team, much less a bad one. 
and we and we know derailments. I feel like it's been injury derailments for two or three seasons now. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Or maybe if you count the duck season, maybe even longer. Yeah. Uh, let's. Can we? Is there anything more to say about? Well, how you know? How about this? We kind of touched on this mm-hmm. at Sport Track. Sport Track. The Steelers will get a $3.1 million look at William Jackson for the rest of 2022. Then they have a $12.75 million option for 2023. They're going to have to decide by March 17th when a $2.5 million roster bonus. This guy's getting Marcus Allen's entire salary just for being on the roster in March. Uh, so, you know, there's a good chance this guy might not even be on the roster after December. No, and 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 so much of that, and I think it's important to point out that so much of the uh, Marcus Allen plus money that he's getting is coming from the Washington D.C. area. Like the Steelers aren't <laughs> the ones paying that, but yeah, that uh, this had better be some nine games that this Jackson guy plays to get that thirteen million on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, he's going to have to earn it. He's going to have to play uh, t- twice as many snaps to make up for it. <laughs> um, and uh, so this is, I, I guess, this is what. Got everyone, you know, we're all excited about these picks now. So, at by Josh Carney, Josh Carney, as of right now, Steelers slated to have the following picks inside the top 50 number three overall, number 35 overall, number 43 overall. Exactly how to kickstart a rebuild. Well, I thought it, you know. Making the playoffs last year was the best way to kickstart the rebuild. Oh, yeah. Well, especially I I thought of that in the context of this past week where, you know, the Eagles were basically the same team the Steelers were last year. Essentially cannon fodder to go on the road in the playoffs to sneak in at the last minute and lose to a team that was better than them. It's just after that, it went completely different directions. I mean, I, I don't blame people for being excited about picks come Monday morning after losing yet another game the Steelers were not competitive in. Yeah, I just, you know, hey, weren't we so excited about uh, picks like Najee Harris? And weren't we so excited about picks like Fryermuth? And weren't we so excited about picks like Kendrick Green? You know, Mm -hmm. I just like, and then, and then come September, uh, it's a whole different story. So, you know, the guy making those picks is gone, too. Who's that? Kevin Colbert. Oh, but isn't he a Hall of Famer? Is that, is that a is that a plus or a minus? I well, think this... I mean, it's but that but I mean, but if you're complaining about the picks and the guy who made them or, or, or we think made them, I mean, we don't know how t- involved Tomlin was is gone. That means it, it could be a very different thing. It uh, you know, Colbert is a Hall of Famer and he's a Hall of Famer on merit. But boy, they all didn't hit not particularly in the last so many years, which is why we're having this conversation today. One of the reasons we're having this conversation. Yeah, today. or it could you know, it all could just be a number seven. There's no number seven. That might just be the whole. Uh, okay. Well, There's, we get, I mean, that's just it. That's a, failure has many fathers. That's stupid. Or no, wait, it's the opposite. That, Success has many fathers and failure's an orphan. But the truth is failure actually has many parents. It, uh, that That's sort of where we are today. There are so, so many reasons that this all went so, so badly so far. Okay. Yeah. Or it was just a kind of celebration of ignorance. That, that's my theory. Um, let's. Okay. You know. Let's get to. And I mean, the the person to survive yes. this week. Yes. Oh, sing it loud and proud. Yeah. Uh, everyone thought this he would he'd be on the chopping block, but no. He he is the. He is the final girl in the in the right. in the horror he movie is, that is, is this 2022 season. He has survived the killer thus far. Let's get to at Colin Dunlap. Colin Dunlap. 
This isn't a Canada issue anymore. He's a total lost cause. This is a failure on Art Rooney II and Mike Tomlin to truly do what's best for the organization and young offensive players. He's talking about he needs to fire Canada. I mean, is, is, is it so? It's so obvious to uh, you know so-called fan Colin Dunlap. How is it? How, how am I not seeing the failure of Art Rooney II in this? Well, I mean, it's everyone has failed. Art Rooney has failed. Mike Tomlin has failed. Canada has also failed. Everyone's failed to a different extent. It, um, I mean, it's it's I, I so much of you know you read these tweets and it's like okay, what are they really complaining about in the context of what you just saw most recently? And I know for me, uh, in this past week, it was seeing the Steelers put up their most first downs in what how years out practically right? They did what twenty one first downs on Sunday, and yet it didn't matter because the Eagles hit those long deep passes that the Steelers have absolutely no prayer of completing at um yeah we don't have any of that we we certainly do not have the the gabagool do not have it this year whatever it is mm-hmm. um what about from Blitzburg Blitzburg Coach Tomlin's being delusional. Not sure what Matt Canada has on the Steelers, but it seems like they're keeping Canada to this point. Yeah, uh, you know, I remember when being, I mean, not saying blind loyalty is a positive attribute, but, you know, someone who's not so quick to just, oh, yeah, you're fired. Because, uh, you know, maybe it, there's more to just Matt Canada out there. If, 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 you're, if we're trading your starting wide receiver, Chase Claypool, you know, maybe uh, there's plenty of people who aren't playing varsity level. So. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, starting third wide receiver, Chase Claypool. It's not like he was out there, uh, 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 you know, as the number one guy. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, there is always something to be said for stability. I find it very hard to defend Canada just based on how bad the offense has been since he's been in charge. But there is always something to be said for stability. And also, you know, if I followed Tomlin through the many winning seasons and here into his first losing one, most likely, and um, yeah, it's it's surely there's a reason. I personally don't know what the reason to keep Canada might be beyond stability, but presumably there is something I am not privy to. You know, what if it's just player execution? What if mm-hmm. it, what if that is the ultimate factor? Certainly. You know, if you know, the, you can look at fourth quarter execution at least in terms of maybe the Jets game, maybe the Patriots game and uh you know, some plays go the Browns game. Browns game some plays go uh, a couple different ways and the you know, Dolphins game. Your Dolphins game for sure. It's like you're, we're still talking about the offense being, you know, low ranked offense, but uh, you know, at 500 or maybe a game below 500 is not uh, is is not the same, and that comes down to some execution issues. A thousand percent. And then, and then, see, but look at how circular this debate gets. Because then you could be like, "Well, aren't the coaches putting them in a position to execute?" And da 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 da. This is why I keep coming back to there are things I am not privy to. And this was the poll from at Alex Cazora. Alex Cazora. Will Matt Canada be the Steelers OC in week 10? 43.6% yes. 56.4% no. Pretty much split down the middle, half and half, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... I, you know, I, not only do I think he's going to be the round in week 10, I think he's going to be around in week 17. I think yeah. that this, the play out the season and, um, and, and, and 
Don't be totally surprised if he sticks around for it. Does he still have that one more season left on the contract? Is yeah, like, and, I, and I could see him sticking around if there's dramatic improvement. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this offense is playing at a similar level by the end of the season if maybe he is let go. But uh, should there be some kind of improvement throughout the course of the season, um, I, I could see them sticking around with him. Yeah, I mean, I just reading the, you know, you mentioned Kazora. I mean, I, I forget what day I was reading. It might have been yesterday about how, you know, this is the, they actually, the Steelers offense scored more points per game in 1942 i mean this is down to as bad as they've been points per game as uh, first half of a bradshaw's first season and um yeah well i mean you know we've seen it, we've seen some weird uh mm-hmm. things recently last yes. year with the worst Steelers running D of all time and mm-hmm. now we're on the verge of the worst offense of all yes. time so these mm-hmm. are generational uh n- nader nader is that is that nadir. The, nadir nadir and um oh dear <laughs> uh so people want to pounce on canada people want to pounce on tomlin but even in his darkest hour uh what what, what are other people saying about him we've got marquise pouncey hall you know i guess a future hall of famer maybe maybe mm-hmm. that's up for debate maybe not um he was on the pivot of course you know, they, they talked about everything, and then, of course, they want to talk about Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. I tell people this all the time. Uh, Coach T is the, uh, the best leader of men I've ever been around. What? what? He knew how to handle every situation. Like, he was one of them men that you can go to any scenario and just ask him a question. What? And he going to lead you, if not in the right direction, give you some in the right, uh, give you that speech in the right direction. He's going to show you which way to go in the right direction. Uh, what? I don't think he gets enough credit because uh, – I don't think he gets enough. This is okay. Mike Tomlin is probably the biggest celebrity in uh, Pittsburgh, maybe the NFL. Even he's certainly he's one of them. Mm-hmm. And not on the on the coaching side, maybe right. not the player side. Yeah, it, that'd be weird if he beat us. Uh, so and yeah. here's here's Pounds. He's like uh, he doesn't get uh, he still doesn't get enough credit. And an outspoken dude like that, he don't get enough credit for how he runs the team and how he runs the organization. And uh, what? and I'm in there on, on on Wednesdays, and I promise you. Bro, I started learning defenses, bro. Like, I'm sitting in there watching things that he's saying. I, the whole game plan, I'm in there watching and stuff. Like, man, this dude, we double-teaming him, man. We got man on this play. Like, uh, whenever uh, uh, Vince was going to blitz the back, like, I already knew it was going to kind of happen in my in my head because, man, Coach Tomlin had already laid the whole entire game plan out. All right. It's, and people are always like, Wait, where's, where's Tomlin's coaching tree? And it's like, well, dude, maybe O.C. Marquise Pouncey. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like he these people are picking up stuff through osmosis because of Tomlin. He's not he's, he's not done. everybody in the room, even the offensive coordinators. Man, he would already say Look, our screens work good on this team or such and such. Uh, this these type of runs work on, uh, good on these teams. And even the offensive coordinators sometimes I don't think they took in the knowledge because what? we would go to the games and then we wouldn't run the play. What? Or something like that, or run the scheme that happened, and then we'll come in there and watch the thing. And then I think Coach Tomlin more than like like try to call he out tells the, uh, on Wednesday morning. Yeah, he would try to instead of calling out the individual coach, he would just show the plays that that should have worked in the game or how it should have played out. Mm-hmm. And I think the kind of coaches set back like. I, I, so you know, it's, it's people were like, "Oh, you know, he's not hands on with that." We heard this about the defensive play calling before. He's not hands on. Turns out he is very hands on. Now, same with the offense. It's like not only he's 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 schooling some of his own coordinator. I mean, I I wish you know he didn't say Randy or he didn't right. say you know Todd, but mm-hmm. uh, you can make your you can make your guesses, I guess. Absolutely. Um, uh, so 
Tomlin is in there on the on the minutia. You know, he's not just a, a cheerleader guy. He's not just a big picture. He's in there on offense and defense. This is straight from Pouncey. Right, and that's and that's what makes him all the more culpable in a season like this when it goes badly. But I, I just want to say I, I've always found the criticism uh, uh, pretty illegitimate. The whole Tomlin's coaching tree is fallow thing. Oh, I yeah. mean, because for so many years, a coordinator was Dick LeBeau, who was obviously an old man and not going to be a head coach anywhere else. Keith Butler was somebody that was essentially promised the throne and uh, would not have been eligible for a head coaching position anywhere else. And then, you know, Haley had flamed out as a, a, a head coach and had a reputation anyway. And then Randy Fickner was an old guy who was picked by Ben. So, I mean, it, I, I've never bought into the, uh, you know, I mean, obviously Tomlin has had his ups and downs as, you know, in terms of winning games and, you know, whether this unit is good or that one. But I've never bought into the, you can criticize him for uh, not, you know, birthing head coaches throughout the league. And, you know, his coaching tree might not, yeah, might not be at the NFL level, but people like Joey Porter have taught or coached locally in the area in the high school level. Vince Williams is coaching at a at a local level. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say Gilden was at Central Catholic. Gilden, yeah. I don't you know, know how much he played with uh, with Tomlin, but yeah. At, um, exactly. So it's, uh, you know, it's not it's not just because. Uh, you, just because you're not, you know, a Bill Walsh or something, where everyone. Or even a little. Uh, and how much? I mean, not to go on into this, but I mean, how much of coaching's, you know, coaching really is a bit of who you know. I mean, out here in L.A., that guy has a lengthy, lengthy tree, and how many of those guys are good coaches? I but they wish I'd gone differently in uh, Arizona and uh, yeah. some other places as well. You know. Yeah. Look at Tomlin's tree. Yeah. Exactly. Keith Butler, who only had set sack records for four or five straight seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, who Mitchell, John Mitchell, who's only an icon in uh in football lore uh you know austin is now making a name for himself on the on the on the up on the come up you know whatever Hopefully, yeah uh munchak you know is uh, a hall of famer in his own right whatever i'm not but yeah i don't buy the tree thing okay i guess we should take a break because mm-hmm. uh that's what that's what we do best uh <laughs> coming up in the second half we haven't even talked uh we haven't talked kenny at all really that's kenny right. Geesh, and is there? I thought I had more. Oh, um, that might be that might be about it. We'll just talk some Kenny, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I thought I had some other stuff, but well, there's, whatever. There's, there's a, a miscellaneous page. Oh, there's the a miscellaneous. miscellaneous. Oh, we had some miscellaneous news too. Which, there you go. Which uh, it means stuff that not will not happen at the draft in <laughs> April. All right, we'll be right back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
Show me that style, Big Ken. Don't waste it down, just fling it down the sideline. We're nowhere near the end. The best is ready to begin. As long as we've got eight brother, he's got the ball spinning tiny gloved hands, baby. Your KP, we gotta be. The luckiest dreamers with a losing season As long as you keep on giving We'll justify any picks that come your way Baby, rain or shine, we'll say you're doing fine We've got each other sharing the losses and love We're sharing the losses with love. Welcome back to the second half. And the growing pains have continued. But, you know, surprisingly, the no one's talking about the growing pains this week. They're, now the people are just lining up and taking sides. At Cruz Steelski, Henry Pickett. Anyone bashing Kenny Pickett is watching for the pretty colors and graphics on screen. Bro is averaging over 40 passes a game with Jeff from accounting as his offensive coordinator. Zero run game, awful offensive line play, and a defensive scheme as tired as a nurse working overtime. So is it basically, it's not Kenny's fault for all this. Well, I mean, I, I, I agree with a lot of that. I don't agree with uh, uh, so many similes and metaphors, but um, yeah, you know, it's one. Like, it's the thing is that everyone is at fault here. Kenny is at fault. I just think there are many, many others more at fault than Kenny. Uh, averaging 40 passes a game, is that something to worry about yet? Some people were like, you know, it's like, uh, I mean, we're we're losing game. You know, we're, right. we're Oh, yeah, trailing. no, no, no. When you're losing so badly because this team is so badly designed and, you know, so deeply unprepared, or at least seems unprepared for these games, then, yeah, when you fall behind, you have to throw 40 passes. It, uh, you can't just keep handing it to Najee to lose two yards on every play. At Baddest Bear Jew, Jared Kane, I feel heartbroken for Kenny Pickett. He doesn't deserve this scheme, this coaching, or the consistent bashing this fan base gives him. None of this is his fault. Uh, now, I don't know about the consistent bashing. I haven't seen that part of it. Um, but, uh, you know, is is the scheme, is, is it, you know, is it, is it schemed against him? Well, you know? well uh, I, one, I... The being heartbroken for him is kind of weird. That 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 that's a bit much. Um, I I I think what consistent bashing bashing you're seeing from the fan base is you're seeing consistent bashing from the most toxic negative people. And the way you can say this team is going to suck for many many years and to be as negative as possible is to just bash Kenny and blame all of it on him because that's your way of saying this team is always going to be bad and I am right. Well. I've trained myself to hate it. Uh, yeah, some people are out there always uh, on the negative. Mm -hmm. Now, I guess the flip side of this, at not doja, mm. these fans are hilarious. With Mitch, it was. It's not coaching. It's not play calling. It's not the line. Mitch just sucks. With Kenny, it's none of this is his fault. Coaching and play calling the line. Everyone else are the problem, not him. Uh, did, is there a double standard between the, the the Mitch year, the Mitch era, and the Kenny era? Absolutely, there's a double standard as well. There should be one guy was what four or five years in the league, 
uh, you know, trained as a starter the entire offseason. They're supposed to come in and be the steady hand. It was anything but versus the rookie who was like, well, everything we planned sucked. Uh, hope you can figure this out at the half. It, um, but yeah, uh, you know, it's it's I I uh, everything else is again, I keep coming back to it's Kenny's fault, too. It's just other people's fault more. It's my quarterback. Okay, that's my quarterback now. Don't uh, okay. Um, how about how about this the, this side of the, of the fan base at David M. Todd, David Todd? I fully understand he's a rookie and his career is far from defined at this early stage. But Kenny Pickett has not played well. No other way to view it. Um, I mean, certainly points wise, there've been no you know not points on the board, especially in the second half. No mm-hmm. points on the board to to uh you know what is the positive oh i don't disagree with that i mean well, the positive is they keep i mean the, the positive there is is to keep moving the ball more but how much of that is garbage time and all that i mean the 21 first downs all of this it uh, no i i agree mostly with that he hasn't played well uh not this past week i mean i i wish i'd said this last week because it was something philip Pony mentioned i was like my god he's right he played better than tua in the miami game I mean, he really did. Kenny and, played better than two in the Miami, in yeah, Miami game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, and that was something that didn't hit me until afterwards. And, yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, you it, know, they put up zero points in the in the last 40 well, minutes. Well, also, too, you know, he should have been picked off four times, and Kenny was picked off twice. It, um, so, I mean, it's it's that was something that didn't hit me now. Now, that did not happen this past week. He did not outplay Jalen Hurts, who was able no. to just throw it over Minka Fitzpatrick whenever, or Akella Witherspoon whenever he wanted. But uh, That's where turnover-worthy plays came up in Jalen Hurts' column. They should yes, have been turnovers. Right, exactly. They they were were. Tur- right, exactly. Where, where was PDF on that one? These turnover-worthy plays that just Turned A.J. Brown yeah, turns in. Yeah, it's, 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 that's exactly right. But no, he, he, is, he did not play well this past week. There is no other way to view it. it uh, missing Friermuth when he was open was unconscionable i mean that that very well could have helped to make some kind of difference at um you know that i want to say the game was still at least a little bit in doubt when he missed him on that third down at uh there was one i think kazora showed later where it's like here was pickens ready to run down the field and he missed him or he threw it to the wrong place it uh so yeah he definitely did not play well this past sunday everything hurts Right, everything's already hurting. Okay, um, I guess the last thing. No, how about you know even Cower? How about we'll listen? We'll, oh, we'll listen to Bill. You know he was he's. I don't know if his criticism seems to be more on the Canada Tomlin yeah, side of things does. here. Let's. You're transitioning into a new quarterback, okay? And right what? now, I get worried about his confidence because I've seen this happen to other quarterbacks right now. Take what? the ball out of his hands. Don't ask him to do as much as you're asking him to do. What? I know we have these receivers and everything else. It's not what? about the receivers. Oh. It's about a philosophy on offense that says, listen, what's the best part of your team? It's going to be your defensive side, but that gets worn down after a period of time. There's no margin of error there. You what? have to somehow shorten the game no doubt. with this quarterback, what? and it goes back to running the ball. I'd put him back under center. Don't subject him to being back there and getting sacked six times today. Nessie is a good defense. I get it. Understand it's a period of transition. Yeah. What's in the best interest to develop this quarterback who's your what? quarterback of the future yeah. without destroying his confidence? Mm. 
Oh, I mean, are you worried about Kenny's confidence? I, you know, he, I, I, I saw the clip where his head was down. This was after the, uh, gosh, I don't even know which game. I think it was the Dolphins game. Now his head was down, and Tomlin was like, "Keep your head up. You played hard," and he did. He popped his head up. I'm yeah. not, I'm not sure if he's worried about his confidence, but it sounds like Cower wants to go back to run, run, pass. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's. I agree with Cower. Were any of that possible? While we're dreaming, I too would like a nice house. It, uh, they can't. <laughs> run the ball. They can't do what Cower said. They're not a good enough team to do that. If they could do that, they would, because that's what Cower did to protect <laughs> Roethlisberger in 2004, because they had an offensive line with a one Hall of Famer and a bunch of very good guys and a running back who they would use the buses like that weird closer. Remember all that? And the defense was great. Everyone kind of forgets that the 2003 team was hit by injuries and not as good as it should have been. So that's how they were able to draft Ben and put him on this great team this team can't do any of the things Cower talked about they can't shorten the field they can't run the ball they can't put Kenny under center and have even the slightest chance to win as goofy as it is right Kenny shouldn't have to throw the ball 40 times a game it's the only way this team can be competitive because they're so far out of it because they're so far down by the time uh, uh, any of that could have meant something you're exactly right. Well, coach endorses it. Well, you, we got to get <laughs> get Brooke Pryor out of there and get you on the. Uh... Oh yeah, I, I I would not I would not make it. The, the third time I had to go up and talk to somebody uh, mostly naked about what happened at practice today, I would absolutely uh, 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 drive my car off a bridge. But do we have to worry about Kenny's confidence? No. I mean, you know, if anything, I I take him to be kind of a. Uh, Miles Jack type of guy. He didn't urinate down his leg, man. That's a great place to begin. Right? I think he's in a great place there. Kenny's oh, I, not... I, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. The only thing is I've now transitioned from worrying about Kenny's confidence to worrying about Kenny's body. He's not <laughs> yeah. Roethlisberger. He's not that not that big a dude. And if you keep getting him hit six times by people like Javon Hargrave, then, yeah, that you know that's going to take more of a tool than I felt bad about that interception that got tipped. Yeah, yeah. I, there were a couple of those hits when I was like, ooh, it I was just, it, it would look like old school football. Right. You know? and, also, and, it's, and again, it's different because Kenny, I mean, look, you and I aren't like the tallest people. You're taller than me, but like Kenny's like not 6'6". Six, six. Like he's a height, like you meet people in your day-to-day -day life as tall as Pickett. Good point. Uh, sorry to cut you off, but the band is on the field. <laughs> the band is on the field. I was done talking about the tallest of men. <laughs> All right, it's time to put together a two-minute uh, drive, something that the, the real Steelers can't do. Why would the, po the podcast Steelers do it? Um, while we, oh well, you know, while we were talking Grave Digger, let's uh, okay. let's go there for one. Mm -hmm. oh, don't I? Can I get the sound? At J Round Thirty Two, Josh Roundtree Ninety Three Seven, the so-called fan. Well, this isn't the best of looks. Multiple current Steelers players liked an Instagram photo posted by Javon Hargrave of him sacking Kenny Pickett, Deontay Johnson, Chuksakorafor, and Marcus Allen all liked the post. What in the hell? They liked the <laughs> they liked his post sacking our franchise quarterback <laughs> well i mean a couple things here one how many times in your life do you like a post of something a friend did even if it makes you mad or jealous i mean maybe it's because we're in show business but i do that all the time uh the only one of these honestly that i bumped a little bit against was a core four because it's entirely possible he gave up that sack that led to Pickett being hit so i almost wonder if that's like a hey tip the cap kind of thing you know like you did a good job i i you got me it um but i want to say as somebody that likes Instagram posts of things I hate almost daily. Uh, this is a non-story to me. 
I think that's uh, yeah. I think they're just rooting for their guy. You know, uh, he he you know he didn't. It's not like he left on bad terms. He no, took- no, they loved him. And anything, it's not. It's just like Hilton. They were like, hey, this is great. This guy got the big bucks. That can happen for me too. At uh, yeah, these were they guys. See it as aspirational. Yeah, playing like twenty five percent of the snaps, and mm-hmm. it, we just you just couldn't pay. You know, and Har- also wasn't Hargrave from like some tiny school? Like you know, wasn't he one? Of, I think he was one of those, like a real small school. Yeah, the third yeah third round pick. Maybe real good so it's everything about Hargrave is aspirational at uh great um mm-hmm. let's go to at a Saunders PGH Alan Saunders Chase finishes his Pittsburgh career tied for fourth in all-time passer rating uh is that going to be Chase Claypool's ultimate legacy with Pittsburgh I could see fourth all-time passer rating rookie season with 10 touchdowns uh, I, I think I, I was I was going to go the latter I think his, his legacy perhaps in this league is going to be that game against the Eagles or that time he burned he blew past the guy uh playing for the Broncos at that game no one was in the stadium it might be or that first catch against the Giants that was those are you know yeah. great Claypool moments those are uh those are all of them well, and, um, I, you know, now you know with Juju gone, it's like we've lost a whole generation of uh, wideouts. James Washington's gone. Juju's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, will any of them have a Steelers legacy? I don't. You know, well, I mean, Juju, th- those long passes, and just the fact that th- I, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't think. I, I, yeah, I don't know if any of them actually will have that legacy. And Juju fighting his way back. I mean, I'd like to think that's something people can remember for the future. But um, but yeah, it's if any of them, Juju will. But the uh, others, yeah, with with Claypool, it might just be something that we all remember from when we were locked in our homes or from that uh, uh, making the first down sign against the Vikings. Or like, just, just one, you know, or just wondering. Um, why didn't he pick him up with a bat? You know, why why couldn't he put it down? He um, couldn't pick him up, though. Wasn't that the problem with Claypool? He would not jump other guys. Yeah. The one thing they always complained that was putting them down was fine. Picking them up and up was the issue. Um, and we'll give, how about the, for the last one, <laughs> at Carter Critiques, Christopher Carter. Re- <laughs> remember when people were accusing the Steelers of malpractice for not using Calvin Austin as if he wasn't on injured reserve? Good times. And he, the, the picture of Austin like in the surgery room with the boot. You know, oh, so- man. No, he didn't. It didn't just like if you looked at that picture, you'd be like, man, I hope that guy survived that car accident. <laughs> like he looked rough in that picture. I mean, obviously he's recovering. He's going to be OK. But man, when you saw that picture. You thought like it's a shame someone shoved that guy off a building like he really looked hit. There was this like there was this like truther movement like oh mm-hmm. uh, you know Austin was is really just getting like a red shirt season or they're not giving him a chance to get on the field and right. no dude is actually really hurt out there there's a reason yes. why he couldn't get on the field at all in training camp or at all during the season yeah and I, I wonder if part of it was just because the way that injury happened remember it was like it happened like Friday afternoon before a preseason game they're like oh yeah he took a weird step and then like no he's missing the entire season. I think that was part of where that started from. But man, the number of people that truly believed in the short fourth round draft pick that could outrun everybody at like smaller SEC schools to turn the season around was one of those real uh, hope springs eternal kind of things. Yeah, we had and we had uh, we had two of them on the roster at yes. one point. I can't even. So yeah, so which may you know it's one more reason why uh, you know don't, I'm not going to be surprised if we go and draft a wideout again next year because. We don't know what we have with uh, Calvin Austin, and that kind of just leaves with two. I mean, unless unless you know we're sticking with Sims, I don't know. Well, know, I, I mean, it's know. it's. But the most important thing is they're actually going to build somebody on the lines. They're going to use those picks to build. Imagine that defensive and offensive lines not taken in the third round or later. Oof, let's let's we'll, let's hope. Let's hope. <laughs>
That's what we've been talking about. All right. Yes, we have been talking about something. Something. And we'll come back in April and check out all the receipts, no. I guess. That's how long bye week is going to be. Yeah. Oh, this is just the bye week. That's right. I thought this was. I thought this was the end of the season. Nope. We still got. We still got nine un- more weeks. We got to unleash hell and uh, and then unleash the box. Oh. Well, this is the kind of talk that you can expect from. <laughs> Shows like what Jin's talking about. Uh, do you do you can follow us if you want to keep the conversation going? You can follow us on social media. I'm at Kyle Christ on on Twitter. I don't, I'm on TikTok. I'm, I'm not really on anything really, but I, I'm I'm lurking. I guess I'm, I'm on there. Greg, where, where? I, I lurk Instagram and Twitter at Greg Benevent. B as in boy. E N E. B as in Victor. E N T. Um, if you want to leave a review or something, that's always cool to, you know, help the algorithm. Uh, you know, it's your, it's, it's support from viewers like you that lets, uh, us able to provide programs like Ken Burns is what Jin's talking about. Um... Uh, anything else? Any, any, uh, I feel like, I, I feel like there is nothing else to say about this team. Until next time, the least you can do is listen to Coach. Be the best selves. That's going to be required. Stay in school.